Podcast. It's Build a Big Podcast, the marketing podcast for podcasters. I'm David Hooper. Bigpodcast.com is the site. And this is the podcast about growing your audience, spreading your message, making people care about what you do, making a podcast with content so good that people share that message for you, share your podcast for you. If you're interested in those things, this is the right place. This is not a podcast about tech, plugging a certain cable into a certain slot, anything like compression, DSing, enhancing, expanders, gates, microphones. I did not talk about that unless that is in service of you getting your message out. But I am going to talk about it now for just one second. I just did a few things in the studio. I am dialing in the new sound. I got a new mic, had to adjust for that, redid some compression, some EQ, some other things. And I haven't quite figured out if it's working for me yet. I've got to get a full episode, go in, edit it, listen to it. And I'm expecting it might take a couple episodes for me to get this sound dialed in. But if you got thoughts on it, feel free to reach out to me. I'm not above criticism, <laughs> suggestions. I say this just to let you know, I am going to be talking about the changes I've made in the studio because they do apply to you. Sometimes we think equipment is going to solve something. It's not. This podcast is going to be no different with the equipment that I've got now compared to the equipment that I had last week. But I think we should do everything that we can to get our message out there. Sometimes equipment is part of that. I'll be doing an episode on that very soon. If you haven't subscribed to this podcast, bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. I make it easy for you. One click is all it takes to subscribe and never miss an episode. And you also get episodes like this one today. This is the audio version of my newsletter, Big Podcast Insider is what it's called. It goes out every Friday morning, New York time. In this issue, the things I'll be talking about on this episode, is a bigger podcast really better? Going to go into that. Your first 10,000 subscribers, how one person did it in 30 days, going to give you the how of building an audience. Our companies are ditching influencers for real people. Got a personal story about that. This is a great opportunity for podcasters. It's definitely something that you can take advantage of and make some money with. Is your podcast making your grandmother sad? A lot of people get into podcasting and think, oh, what if my family heard this? <laughs> it's going to make Christmas and Thanksgiving really weird. It's not about that, but it is an important message for you. Why do companies pay for podcast ads? I will be talking about that. This is going to help you if you're selling advertising on your podcast. And also Casey Neistat's 10 Stoic Practices for Productivity. Do you know this guy on YouTube? Does a lot of videos. He knows about getting content out. I'm going to talk a bit about how he does that and what you can do to replicate what he has done with video on your podcast. Did I say I wasn't going to talk about technology? <laughs> Forgive me, because I've got something here that will help you to have a better podcast. This episode is brought to you by Riverside.fm. Riverside.fm is the leading platform to record studio quality, remote podcast, and also video. It's used by over 70,000 creators, people like Guy Raz, Gary V. It's used by companies like Spotify and the New York Times. The thing that I love about Riverside is that they make it easy for you to get the interview that you want on tape. You take it for granted that you do recordings all the time. You know about the tech. You know what it takes to get your voice on tape. Some people don't. Riverside, they've got this iOS app. If you want to record via phone, you can do that. If your guest has a Chrome browser, give your guest a link, clicks on it, boom. Instant Riverside Studio. It's going to let you get good quality audio. If you want to use the video, sometimes people find that helpful for building rapport. That is an option with Riverside as well. How much does it cost? I'm glad you asked. It's cheaper than you think. Just a few bucks a month. 
But here's the deal. You can try it for free and I can get you an even better deal on it when you use the coupon BIGPODCAST, B-I-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, one word. Try it for free, riverside.fm. Run it through the paces, just like I'm running this new mic setup through the paces. See if it works for you. If it does, you're going to save 15% with the coupon, B-I-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, Big Podcast, one word, riverside.fm. Yeah! Do you hear that? That is the sound that lets you know that it is time to turn the page. We're going to the next story. I run this thing like an old school audio book. You remember those? Vinyl records, man. We used to have those when I was a kid. You would read along with a narrator, and then there would be a sound like this that lets you know it's time to turn the page. And in this episode, that's how you know that I've gone to a different story. Are you ready? Yeah. Is a bigger podcast really better? I've worked with more than a few musicians in my career who had the goal to play stadiums. And I'm saying that in quotes. In other words, they wanted a big audience. More than a few of them, for example. Hey, I want to play Madison Square Garden. Or I saw my first concert blank and I want to play there. That's not a bad goal. But the reality is that most musicians are never going to get there because it takes a lot of work and even more good luck to get 50,000 people into a venue, especially now. There's a lot that's working against you. However, it is much more common and doable for musicians to play clubs and theaters. I'm talking about hundreds of people per night, thousands of people per night. So it's not a bad audience. They pull up to a new city each night, 1,000, 1,500 people in the audience, get back on the bus, go to the next city. Not a bad life. But nobody talks about that goal. And I tell you this story from my work in the music industry because many podcasters have a similar dream. I'm not one to tell you to play small, but from my experience, most podcasters would do well to push back on their dreams of having the next big podcast. To take it to my question, is bigger really better? Not necessarily. Most podcasters I have found, and I've worked with hundreds of them, they are better off on focusing what their podcasts do for them. For example, if you want money, there are plenty of ways to earn a lot of it, even with a moderately successful podcast. In this issue, we're going to talk about some of those ways. Specifically, I want to talk about how to get the most money from the podcast that you already have, even if you have a small audience. I want you to think about those musicians that are going from town to town, playing for a thousand to 1,500 people each night. Not a bad gig. It is a big enough audience to where you feel something is happening. It is a big enough audience where you feel that you're not playing to an empty room. There are people who know your songs. There are people who are buying your shirts. There are people that are spending their money with you. You see these podcasters throwing around these big numbers. I've got a million downloads per month. Have you ever seen 10,000 people in the same place? That's a lot of people. Way off from a million. 100 times over, you'd have a million. Yet somehow we log in to see our podcast statistics and think, ugh, just 1,000, just 3,000, just 5,000. That's a lot of people, man. And you can make money with an audience like that. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that as we go through this issue of Big Podcast Insider. I've got some things linked at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. One, if you need help making this happen, growing your audience, you can reach out to me. How to do that is linked at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. If you need a little motivation 
There's a great new audiobook by Stephen Pressfield. You might have heard Do the Work, War of Art. That's one of my favorites. Turning Pro, also a very good one. He's got a new one, really short. So it's an easy read, great audiobook version of it as well. It's called Put Your Ass Where Your Heart Wants to Be. It is worth getting. And to wrap this thing up full circle, that is what it takes if you want to have a bigger audience. These guys who want 50,000 people in the audience, they say they want that, but are they willing to do the work? You say you want it, but are you willing to do the work? This book looks into that. Put your ass where your heart wants to be. It's linked at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. And by the way, if you need a template to follow, you know I wrote a book, 101 Podcast Episode Templates, also linked, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Yeah! Your first 10,000 subscribers in 30 days. Here is the how. A few issues ago, Big Podcast Insider, issue number 87, and that is linked, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. I talked about the play-by-play of how one content creator got his first 2,000 subscribers. That original article may be worth reviewing because here's what it covered. Creating original content, advertising exactly what worked and what didn't. If you want to expand your audience very quickly via advertising, and that's the way to do it. Cross promotions, another great way to quickly expand your audience. What to do differently if you were going to start over, and you may feel like you're just starting now. This is what he would do differently. This is what you can do starting now. Also, what he is planning to do next, taking it from 2000 and beyond. Here is the next step. I'm talking about the first 10,000 subscribers. This is a daily breakdown of how one writer did this within 30 days. And I'm talking day one, do this. Day two, do this. These techniques also work for podcasters. Content is content. Here's the reason that I'm including this. He used podcasts to grow his newsletter. And podcasts are what led to his biggest gains. The way to grow podcasts is via podcast. Audio grows audio. People are already listening to a podcast. If you get on that podcast, they are more likely to listen to your podcast than they are to go to your newsletter or to buy your book or use any other kind of media. If this guy can grow a newsletter via podcasting with people who are already listening to podcasts, what do you think you can do for growing your podcast? The quick and dirty of this is it involves you getting on other people's podcasts. Here's what I'm thinking about doing regarding this. I'm considering doing a 30-day challenge for podcasters who are looking to promote themselves and their podcast by guesting on other podcasts. I'm not talking about the $50,000 to be on a podcast either. I covered this last time. (laughs) We're not talking about pay to play here. I'm talking about old school, reach out to podcasters, get yourself a guest slot, provide value, and siphon some of that audience because you've got quality content over to your podcast. It's going to involve outreach to host and producers. Will there be some rejection? Yeah, probably a lot of it. And that's going to assume you're not being completely ignored. But there are also going to be those people who reply back to you. They say, yeah, I would love to have you on my podcast. Part of making this thing work is being able to stand up every day, reach out to people, get rejected, get ignored, and keep moving forward. That's one of the reasons that I'm thinking about doing this 30-day challenge. It's going to be a small group that I put together. If you're interested in that, reach out to me. I've got more information, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Yeah! Why companies are ditching influencers for real people. This is the trend that you need to be aware of. It's a big opportunity for podcasters. 
Have you ever seen old commercials? I'm talking about commercials from the 50s, 60s. In the 50s, this was before cigarette ads were banned. (laughs) Doctors recommending smoking. Doctors. They would put a guy in a doctor coat and he would talk about the T-zone. The fresh tobacco taste cools it off. This nice filter makes it so it doesn't irritate your throat. A doctor recommending smoking. You'd see him giving somebody an exam, cigarette hanging out of his mouth. (laughs) That's how they used to do things in the 50s. In the 60s, Coca-Cola, they said it made you thin. (laughs) And there are cartoons that advertise getting your boss drunk to get your way. I got links to these at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. But we know better now. People don't want people dressed up as doctors recommending something for them. They don't want polished ads with a celebrity. They want real people that are actually having an experience with what it is that is being recommended. This is why when you go to amazon.com, they've got reviews. And what do you do? You go through those reviews and you look for somebody that is very similar to who you are. Okay, this is a mom from Peoria. Okay, she's got two kids. I've got two kids and I'm in the Midwest too. Okay, cool. We're in the same situation. This seemed to work for her. I'm going to get it. It's called twinning. And not only has it made it easy for people to recommend things via reviews, it has also made it easy for regular people to produce ads. Marketers are taking advantage of this. They're getting regular people, people like you and me, to make user-generated content that sells things. It's not only YouTube, it's not only Instagram, TikTok. It includes podcasters. This is a thing. I don't know how long it's going to last. I expect it's never going to go away completely. But I can tell you this. My wife works with some very big brands. She's a commercial photographer. And a lot of the work that she was doing last year, we're talking models, we're talking professional photography, touch up, that has been moved over to user-generated content. It is cheaper, is more relatable. People are having success with it right now. So if you want to get involved with this, this may be your opportunity. You can find more information about this, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Yeah! Is your podcast making Nana sad? This is not a commentary about you acting a certain way on your podcast that would be a surprise to your grandmother. A minute ago, I mentioned the new Stephen Pressfield book. Maybe this is Stephen talking in my ear. (laughs) But I'm finding less and less patience for people who can't bother to edit their own podcast or even find somebody else to edit. If you don't like editing, I get it. I get it. It is hard work. It can make you question if you should be even podcasting at all outsource that man to somebody who's not as emotionally connected to your message as you are regardless some people think oh i don't need to edit i'm good enough just roll the tape man we'll put it out there 50 minute podcast takes you 50 minutes to do takes you two minutes to upload good go Mm-mm, no 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 that's not what the pros are doing this podcast right now i'm 29 39 in on the tape look at your timer and see how far in i am This is the Big Podcast Supercomputer, with a courtesy time check. The elapsed time of this episode is now 15 minutes and 32 seconds. The amount of tape that has been removed from this episode so far is roughly 14 minutes and 7 seconds. It's not 29.39, because a lot of what I say when I record, it gets chopped. Does it take time? Yes. But if you cut 5 minutes from your podcast... Even if you've only got 100 listeners, got one of the small podcasts, you've just saved the world 500 minutes. 
Anyway, it's a funny joke. Is your podcast making Nana sad? Mm, I got it linked. Newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Send it to your grandmother. She'll say, what's a podcast? (laughs) My grandmother, before she died, (laughs) my father was helping her get an email account. And she goes, oh, that's a mouse? I've heard of those. I've heard of those. (laughs) We got her a Hotmail account. I don't think she used it. (laughs) If you've gone on that long, you haven't used it, no reason to start now. But, But podcasting, a lot of older people are into it. Your grandmother, she knows what a radio is. She might enjoy listening to your podcast, but you need to edit it. Anyway, go see this joke. It's a funny meme. Newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Yeah! This is why companies pay for podcast ads. I'm going to tell you right now. It's a breakdown of what companies who buy ads on your podcast are paying for. One, media platform. Two, reach. Three, audience engagement. Four, industry or specialization. Five, type of content. Six, host demand. It's personal. Seven, usage rights. I've got more information on each of these linked at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. I want to give you something podcast specific that will help you to literally double what you charge and get it for your podcast ads. That's number seven, usage rights. Here's what I mean by that. A simple podcast ad, that's nice. But if you've got any level of some of these other things that I mentioned, specialization in your industry, audience engagement, host demand, people want to hear from you specifically, this is how you can charge twice as much for a host read ad. This is the trick. You allow that company to take the audio you deliver on your podcast and reuse it. Audiograms for Instagram, YouTube, put it on their own podcast, put it in their commercials. Let them use the ad that you've created in other ways. Let me tell you what this looks like. I know a woman, she hired Chris Jenner before everybody cared about Chris Jenner. She got a good deal. Chris is on the come up. She's got lifetime usage rights of a Chris Jenner advertisement. Chris probably thought, oh, I'll get a little more money out of this. Now she's regretting it because she's worth a whole lot more. This is the downside of it. My friend got a great deal though. And here we are 15, 20 years later, she's still using this ad. Does it look dated? Yeah, Chris Jenner looks about 20 years younger. She can still use the audio though. That's the balance. That if you're going forward with a usage right that allows people to use something in perpetuity, indefinitely in any type of media, maybe you become a big star during that time. Maybe you're the next Joe Rogan. All right, that's the risk you take. But if you want money now, you can literally double the money that you get for a podcast ad by throwing this in. More information, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. If you got questions, reach out to me. I got a link there as well. Newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Yeah! Talk about Casey Neistat. 10 Stoke Practices for Productivity. This is a man who sold a media company to CNN. He made a ton of money. And to get that money, he had to be doing something right when it comes to the content that he was producing. One of the things that put him on the map was daily videos on YouTube. Have you ever done a daily podcast? It takes a ton of time and energy. Video, even more time. A podcaster I know who does a lot of video, he told me this and I believe it. He said it takes four times as long to do video as it does audio. Got a lot more to think about, a lot more can be messed up. I've got a video 
with Casey's thoughts on these things. It's linked at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. But I'm going to give you the too long, didn't watch version of this. This will just give you some big ideas when it comes to your productivity. One, you've got to find your motivation. If you're doing a daily podcast, it's a grind. If you're doing a weekly podcast, it is a grind. If you're booking an interview now, maybe doing that a couple weeks in advance, in a couple weeks, you might be, (laughs) you got to really find your motivation. That's number one. Two is make it count. If you're going to record it, you might as well record it right. That's one of the reasons that I changed some things up about my studio. It was fine before. It was good professional equipment. But if you can do better, if you know that there's a better option, that's the time to jump in and do better. You got to make everything count. I don't record all the time. I record when I'm ready to record. And that's not saying that I don't show up daily for things. But if I'm not really engaged in the recording that I'm doing, maybe I'm tired, hungry, need a nap, I need to eat. I'll go do one of those things first before I step in the studio and turn on the mic. You've got to make it count when the record button is on. Your audience will know when you are phoning things in. And that can be tough when you're somebody like Casey Neistat. You need to show up daily because you've got a daily commitment. Again, I'm going to pitch that Stephen Pressfield book. (laughs) It's linked, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. I think you're going to find it helpful for getting motivation. And that motivation is not going to come from him. It's going to come from you getting clear on why you're doing this. Number three is take risks. Nobody wants to watch the same thing that's been done again and again and again. If you want the big audience, and to take this back to the very beginning of what I've talked about on this episode, having a bigger podcast is bigger, better. If you really want to go bigger, you're going to have to take some risk. We don't want to see the same old thing again and again and again. Do less, better. That's number four. And what he means by that is keep it simple. One hour of content isn't necessarily better than 10 minutes of content. Do less better. Less is more, as I say. Five, develop courage. Six, sweat the details. Little things. See a typo? Get in there and fix it. Get your podcast edited. People might not notice that stuff because you've taken care of it, but they're going to notice that stuff if you didn't take care of it. Seven, meet people halfway. I think this is important. I think you need to be grounded in saying, this is my show. This is who I am. This is what I do. But also open to the criticism, open to something changing. Like I said at the very beginning of this episode, if you got thoughts on how I can make it sound better, send them to me. I'm dialing in this sound. I'm open to it. At the same time, if you want me to put some kind of crazy effects or music behind it, get one of those FM radio DJ, rip the knob off voices. I'm not doing that because that's not what this podcast is about. I will meet people halfway though. And that's one of the things that Casey recommends. Eight, do the right thing. I'm not gonna tell you what that is for you. But in general, when it comes to podcasting, that is doing the right thing for your audience. What does your audience deserve? They deserve a lot of the things that I'm talking about here. For you to show up ready to record, for you to record something well, for you to edit, not waste their time. Number nine, start journaling. This is a great exercise if you want to never run out of episode ideas. Matthew Dix, he's got a book called Story Worthy. He's got something he calls Homework for Life. And he just uses a spreadsheet. It could be a Word doc, whatever you do. You write down something that happened to you, maybe a big idea, a big takeaway from it. You write down a story from your day. Then when you go to plan an episode, plan a newsletter, plan a speech, you have all these ideas that you can draw from. 
And Casey agrees with that. He says to start journaling. That's the number nine. And 10, train the body and mind. Again, that's one of those things where you've got your own version of that. But I will tell you, me personally, what I want to do is put good information into my system, put good food into my system, get good sleep, exercise, spend time away from the mic, spend time with the people that I love and that love me, my family, my dog, get away from your work, get out of your bubble, be open to new ideas. That's what that means to me. All of these things will make you a better podcaster. They will make you more productive because when you show up, you'll be ready. You'll be ready mentally. You'll be ready physically. You'll have these ideas. You'll have the energy to deliver a podcast in a way that it deserves to be delivered. More information on this, you can watch the video, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Yeah! That is it. Have I mentioned the newsletter? It's at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. It goes out every Friday morning, New York time, if you have not subscribed to it already. Newsletter.bigpodcast.com has it. And as far as this podcast, you're going to want to get that as well. Because not only are you getting the audio version of the newsletters, there are other episodes in between, each of them about growing your podcast, building a bigger audience, building a more committed audience, building more engagement with your audience, spreading your message, making people care about it, and making money with your podcast. Bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. That's how to do it. I've made it super easy for you. How do you listen to your podcast? iPhone, I got an iPhone button for you. Android, got an Android button. One click is all it takes to subscribe on Android. I've also got an RSS feed. One click, iPhone, Android, or RSS. It's gonna get you subscribed. It's free. As soon as I publish an episode, you get it delivered to your phone or wherever you get your podcast. And if you don't like it, unsubscribe at any time. No hard feelings. Go to bigpodcast.com slash subscribe to do that. And I will see you on the next episode of Build a Big Podcast.